JoeVertigan.com, this podcast episode for the Title Towns Racing Champion Scott Hansen brought to you by Munster Service Center in Green Bay. The 1989 season uh, was the last where Scott Hansen was a track champion at WIR, but that was also the year uh, you really started to spread your wings. Uh, you rode for Baker Motorsports, Terry Baker. Uh, you ran the ASA and Art Coast Series full-time. And you had a legendary crew chief in Howie Leto. So what was that like leaving Green Bay and moving to Milwaukee? And, hey, like, you're racing short tracks for a living. I mean, what was that like? Uh, it was quite an experience to pack up and leave the wife and kids behind and go right. do my thing. Um, selfish, actually, in a way of doing that. Right. But everybody kind of knew that's where where I wanted to be going. But looking back, though, in 1989 and 90. The ASA series and Art Goal, and with the specials, a guy could actually race in the Midwest short tracks for a living. There weren't many that did it, but you were fortunate enough to say you did that, right? Yeah, we probably ran 70 races that year. Wow. Uh, I got the phone call at the end of 88 from Howie to come down and have a meeting, and uh, I went down there. So who was their driver before you then? Teddy Musgrave. Got it. Okay. And uh, so I went down there, had the meeting in the mobile office with Terry Baker. He had a Cadillac. Sure. So you had to go to the mobile office Yep. where he chewed on his styrofoam cups. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Still does to this day. Great, great guy. Right. But uh, we put the deal together, but I told him they wanted to run Artco with their cars and ASA. And I said, well, any race at Kakana, I was doing with my own car. Right. Um, Which you still had back in Green Bay? Yep. I said, I, I need to finish out 89 um, with my own deal for the Budweiser commitment. You, you had the commitment, yep. So I would go back and I would drive back and forth two, three times a week wow. to Milwaukee. Part of the deal was I was to work in the shop on the cars down there. Um, Richie was my main guy up in Green Bay. Right. So I would come up there and we'd maybe I'd come up on a Wednesday Tuesday night, we'd work on the car Wednesday, go to the races Thursday, and then I'd head right back Friday morning right. to Milwaukee to do that deal. And uh, So, yeah, we, we actually had to miss a, a Thursday night that year, and we're still able, fortunately, to win the championship for the fifth one. But then it was too busy, you know, going that much. So right. uh, we did the full deal with, Baker, Artco-wise, and ASA, Southwest Tour, All-Pro, everything was run out of their shop. So what was that like, racing for a living? Did it ever at any point become work for you? Did it seem like work at any times? I mean, that's putting a lot of lot of hours, uh, windshield time, you know what I mean? Oh, it was a job. I mean, it truly was a job. I right. Mean, I had to put in so many hours a week down there. That was part of the, part right. of the deal. Um did you have to go out and get sponsors, or did somebody else take care of that? The only thing I brought was the Budweiser product. Oh, sponsor, gotcha. Okay. Which was big again. Oh, sure. Then. Right. So, uh, yeah, no, he, Terry didn't want sponsors. Terry ran it all. He had 10 or 12 of the convenience store gas stations. Okay, that's what I was going to ask you. Was that Howie Leto's full-time job as a crew chief? Yeah, Howie. Uh, Jeff Haling was a full-time employee. Okay. And then Jim Robinson, Gary Donegan. Um, or a couple of them, Fred Fedorsky, those were all part-time guys, Pat Bergen. Wow. You know, okay. So we had, we had a, quite a group. 
Um, I think Wednesday night might have been shop night. Right. You know, so we had to, everybody would come down and, and work in the shop one night. And what, where in Milwaukee were you guys located? 76th in Lincoln, in the back of one of his gas stations. No kidding. It was a little one-stall that was it, eh? That was it. That was because I visited your shop with Gunderman when I lived in Oak Creek for a while, and that was kind of down by Ryan Road. Wasn't Gunderman's it? was like going to a cup shop compared. That to, really, yeah. Compared to Terry's. Deal, oh but, yeah. But I'll tell you what, we got it done out of out of the, at that little gas station. So, what kind of success did you have running for Baker? Well, my very first ASA race was my second race I ran for them. I uh, won the Milwaukee Mile. Wow. I should have won the first race, IRP, but Teddy Musgrave just <laughs> flat out drove me. I mean, I'm not going to say anything <laughs> different. Right. Uh, I made a very big rookie mistake at IRP. We used to run the wall back then. Yep. And I took the inside on the restart with three laps to go. Okay. And I could almost see the grin on Ted's face. Oh, really? You know, being on the outside and... We drove into turn one, and he just drove right on around me, and and I was mad. I was, I was not talked to for a few days after that. Oh, jeez. And we came back to Milwaukee the next week and sat on the pole and won the race. And I think we won three races in my rookie season, Minnesota State Fair. Oh wow! And well, that's a shame they don't do anything with that anymore, huh? Cloud and under, from what I understand. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was always a big weekend. My parents would always go out there because that was always run during the fair yep. out there. Yeah. The Minnesota State. Well, and when they would be out for the Minnesota State Fair, my brother and I would have parties at the house. But that's another <laughs> that's another story. Your my kids probably rode over with your <laughs> yeah. mom and dad. Yes. And my kids would always come over to that. Oh sure, sure. Yeah, big deal. So how many years did you run for Baker then? Uh, eighty nine, ninety, and ninety one, I believe. So then, is it in '92 when you went to Gunderman? Yes. So what happened? How did that transition take place? Um, just equipment-wise, um, not necessarily better. So did Jerry approach you as a driver? I think I approached Jerry. Sure. Uh, Ted was moving, you know, and I'm not even positive if it was '91 or '92, but Ted was moving on to, to Cop. Prime Star Arca and. Did he do Cup or did he do some extended? I'm not sure. This is before he had the Prime Star deal with yeah, Roush, right? Yeah. yeah. But I heard he was moving. So just just due to uh, more equipment, more people, full-time, I was able to talk Howie into coming with me. Oh, so Howie went with. Okay, that was, he went down that's a hell of here. a coup there. Yeah. Uh, Jerry paid, you know, paid us all a little better. So, yeah. so you were on, you were full time. So, did you race on a salary then plus a percentage of the winnings back then, or how did that all Strictly work? Strictly percentage. Didn't really? Get, didn't get any percentage. Oh, so the pressure was on for you to win if you you had, you know what I mean? And that's why we had to run as much as we did, which Howie did not want to run that much. Howie had a great deal by Terry. You know, if we ran. 25, 30 races. He was more than happy with that. But those ASC and ARTCO races, and I mean, they for what you had invested in the equipment, then they paid pretty well deep in the field, didn't they? Yeah, it was okay. I mean, we we did all right, but again, with not getting any sal- weekly salary or anything like that, we had to we had to run a lot, and we would run 60, 70. You know, 75 races. Let's talk about Slinger Nationals. Uh, you were running those, and uh, were you ever on Wayne's good side where you would, you know, get some tires in your pit stall when you pulled in or show money? Uh, how'd that treated, go? Wayne treated me well. Right. If it was a weekly show that I came there, he would give me two tires. 
Right. And he would actually give me personally like three or four hundred dollars. I don't know what it was. Four hundred. Right. If it was a special like the Nationals, he would give Jerry four tires or whatever the tire deal was. Right. And like fifteen hundred dollars. Right. Um, Wayne was a great promoter. Right. You know, he knew how to take care of people and, and get it done. And one thing with Wayne Erickson, what he would do, even for weekly shows, he still paid a percentage of the gate, didn't he? Yep. Yep. Um, Wayne's racetrack paid probably the best of most of them in the state. Sure. You know, so it was a it was a good deal to go down there and learn that. And uh, w- with racing for Jerry, what turned out to be making it a real job, we rented out a lot of cars to a lot of cup drivers. Yeah, that was going to lead into that. There's a lot of big names that went through oh, there. Oh, my goodness. And, and, you know, myself, Randy Wazlowski, my brother-in-law at the time, Ray Day. Um, Danny Stillman was there for a bit. For a bit. Um, Dan, you know, Danny it was Eklund. A we had to. No, Danny Eklund didn't work for him. Right. Um, but we had to prepare these cars not only for ourselves, but for these cup guys. And then get them there. So that was, was a job. A lot of work involved. More so than people can realize, right? Oh yeah. Can you imagine any team running seventy shows anymore? I mean, they're lucky to even the the, the so called pros that travel thirty. I mean, nobody races that much anymore. I just saw Jeff Storm's schedule on yeah. uh, Facebook. Like, it was like thirteen races, and I said, "Come on, Jeff." Yeah. That that was a third of what we did a month. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Oh, what's going on? But I mean, that's uh, it is what it is, but. You raced, you, you could say you made a living in short track racing roughly for how many years? Oh, I'm going to say for me, well, even my own stuff. I didn't have a, a shop or anything, so I'm going to say 85 to 2000. Do you remember what the highest paying race you ever won was back then? I won the Hooters Cup race at Lakeland, Florida, paid 25000 to win. Wow. For, for Jerry, um, 250 lap race, that was... The ones we used to run out here in Phoenix should have paid a lot more because it was standing room only, yeah. Thursday afternoon race. And they didn't. They would pack the place. Right. But they paid like 10000 to win. Right. So uh, ten fifteen thousand was a pretty standard uh, paycheck to win. Wow. With that, we're going to wrap up this episode.